Is Richard Dawkins an atheist? (laughs) Well, of course he is. He says he is, and he writes vociferously against belief in God. Not just any old god or gods, but he targets the creator god of the Bible. However, is Dawkins really an atheist? Written by Don Batten. Dawkins is one of the original signatories to the Humanist Manifesto from 2003. This document states, consistent with Dawkins' life's work, that humans are an integral part of nature, the result of unguided evolutionary change. Humanists recognize nature as self-existing. Putting it another way, our existence is nothing but a cosmic fluke, with no ultimate purpose. Dawkins himself says that we live in a universe which has no design, no purpose, no evil, and no good. Nothing but blind, pitiless indifference. In similar vein, another atheist, Professor William Provine from Cornell University said, There are no gods, no purposeful forces of any kind, no life after death. When I die, I am absolutely certain I am going to be completely dead. That's just all. That's going to be the end of me. There is no ultimate foundation for ethics, no ultimate meaning in life, and no free will for humans either. So, life is a farce, basically, and when we die, we become mere worm fodder and ultimately fertilizer to feed plants. Such is the lot of a true atheist who believes only in nature, with no supernatural creator. If we are merely a complex arrangement of atoms emanating from the cosmic fluke called the Big Bang, From whence come purpose and meaning for the atheist? The Humanist Manifesto tries to find meaning in some nice-sounding words. Quote, Life's fulfillment emerges from individual participation in the service of human ideals. Humans are social by nature and find meaning in relationships. Working to benefit society maximizes individual happiness. But why should anyone serve humane ideals? If we are just atoms, mere matter, what does it matter that people are humane or not humane? Whether people suffer or don't suffer, whether we have good relationships or bad, whether people are happy or unhappy. Ultimately, we all become fertilizer anyway, so why should anything matter for these few short years of life? And why should it matter whether people believe in God or don't believe in God? Ultimately, in the atheist's way of thinking, we'll all end up as fertilizer, whether we believe in God or not. And the universe, when it runs out of energy, will die in a big whimper. So, why should it matter to any real atheist? Dawkins' proselytizing ways remind me of my pimply youthful days at boarding school, where those into smoking cigarettes and boozing seemed to be really keen to get others to follow their destructive and illicit behavior. Why did they try to coerce their fellow students into doing such things? Was it safety in numbers? That they felt a little guilty for their behavior and would feel more secure if they could get more to join in their little rebellion? Professor Dawkins' obsessive campaign to try to convince others to be atheists reminds me of those days. Perhaps it's not that Dawkins really believes that there is no creator God, but that he wishes that there were not, and if we could just convince enough others to agree with him, 
then he will feel more secure. Has he confused his wishful thinking for reality? Perhaps ironically, the Humanist Manifesto says, We accept our life as all and enough, distinguishing things as they are from things as we might wish or imagine them to be. Dawkins' wishful thinking comes out in his definition of biology, where he wishes away the evidence for design, a creator. He said, Biology is the study of complicated things that give the appearance of having been designed for a purpose. Another self-professed atheist, Thomas Nagel, professor of philosophy at New York University, put it rather candidly, I want atheism to be true, and I am uneasy by the fact that some of the most intelligent and well-informed people I know are religious believers. It isn't just that I don't believe in God and naturally hope there is no God. I don't want there to be a God. I don't want the universe to be like that. Aldous Huxley, author of Brave New World and grandson of T.H. Huxley, Darwin's bulldog, was even more explicit. I had motive for not wanting the world to have a meaning, consequentially assumed that it had none, and was able without any difficulty to find satisfying reasons for this assumption. The philosopher who finds no meaning in the world is not concerned exclusively with a problem in mere metaphysics. He is also concerned to prove that there is no valid reason why he personally should not do as he wants to do or why his friends should not seize political power and govern in any way that they find most advantageous to themselves. For myself, the philosophy of meaninglessness was essentially an instrument of liberation, sexual and political. It's no wonder, then, that Dinesh D'Souza, in his new book, What's So Great About Christianity?, has a chapter called Opiate of the Morally Corrupt, Why Unbelief is So Appealing. To me... Dawkins seems quite insecure in his stance as he feels the need to convince others to join him. On the other hand, Christians try to convince others of the righteousness of the gospel because they believe that people, made in the image of God, have an eternal destiny and without Christ, they face a truly bleak future. Oh, and yes, Dawkins, to try to justify his atheist crusade, does argue that religion, that is to say Christianity, is bad for society. But this flies in the face of the history of his own country, which flowered because of the Reformation and the Great Awakening. The latter spared Britain of horrors of Robespierre's deism, atheism-inspired bloodbath of the French Revolution, which was hardly humane, a word used repeatedly in the Humanist Manifesto. And it engulfed Robespierre himself. It is also why slavery, a blot on humanity that permeated the entire world, was first abolished by British evangelical Christians like Wilberforce in the face of pro-slavery opposition that told him to leave religion out of politics. Indeed, Dawkins has recently grudgingly implicitly admitted that Christianity has permeated his country's culture, calling himself a cultural Christian. We could also mention the 200 million cost in human lives and untold suffering due to the atheism-inspired political movements of the last century communism and nazism also evolutionary ideas inspired the more recent teenage mass murderers such as eric harris and dylan klebold and pekka eric ovenen is richard dawkins so ignorant of history that he really thinks we would all be better off if we were all atheists no i don't believe so he is quite well read and what does it matter anyway to a real atheist if we would be better off or worse off In the end, we are only a fluky arrangement of atoms that will end up being plant food. So, is Richard Dawkins an atheist? He seems more like a god-hater than a genuine atheist. 
That's why my colleague Jonathan Sarfati invented the word misotheist, hater of God, which he has applied to Professor Dawkins and other fanatical opponents of the God of the Bible. George Orwell identified this sort of atheist in the character of Bozo in Down and Out in Paris and London. To quote, He was an embittered atheist, the sort of atheist who does not so much believe in God as personally dislike him. Interestingly, in the God Delusion book, Dawkins carries on about what he doesn't like about the God he doesn't believe in. Dawkins likened himself to The Devil's Chaplain, the title of a compilation of his essays. However, the devil does not disbelieve in God. He knows only all too well that God is real. James 2.19 The Bible identifies him as a liar and the father of lies. See John 8.44 So, what of the devil's chaplain? Perhaps Dawkins did not think very carefully about his biblical allusion. If Dawkins really believed what atheists supposedly believe, he should just put up his feet with a bottle of scotch and just enjoy himself as he waits for his death and his consumption by worms so he can fertilize the grass. Getting his blood pressure up for people believing in God all seems rather futile, if atheism is true. But perhaps it isn't. Ah, there's the rub. Remember, Psalm 14.1 says, The fool says in his heart, There is no God. While Creation.com's main focus is on the creation versus evolution debate, we have published a book defending Christianity in general that answers attacks from many directions. The classic Christianity for Skeptics, updated by our own leading apologist from New Zealand, Dr. Jonathan Sarfati, answers key questions like, does God exist? If there is a God, why is there evil? Is atheism rational? Is the Bible the word of God? What about other religions, including Islam and the New Age? Christianity for Skeptics has been strengthened and updated considerably by our own Dr. Jonathan Sarfati. It now also contains cutting-edge material on design in nature and the Christian roots of science. With its modern, catchy, full-color cartoon-style illustrations, it is a real pick-me-up-and-read-me type book, ideal to place in the hands of a skeptical friend, family member, or co-worker. Christianity for Skeptics is available now at creation.com. I am Joseph Darnell. For everyone at Creation Ministries International from around the world, thanks for listening.